this episode of Shadows from the Tree, we delve into the darker side of genealogy by exploring stories pulled from newspaper archives and using historical records to find the truth behind them. Specifically, this episode focuses on the theme of scandals and the impact it had on the lives of those involved. Join us as we shed some light on those often overlooked stories and gather a deeper understanding of the challenges those involved face. Welcome. Welcome. Alrighty, so we decided to look at some scandals uh, for this week's episode, and I will be honest, I was, I looked at a lot of different stories, and even up until yesterday, I was debating which story I wanted to go with, so um, I have a lot of notes, and so hopefully I'll be able to remember them all, so um, I found this story about... um, it was, it was titled, let me get that for you, it was Scandalous Bathing Suits Taboo on City Beaches Declares Policewoman. Whoa. So have you ever thought about the history of bathing suits? I mean, I've seen like old movies and old pictures where like they would just wear clothes and go swimming in their clothes back in like the Victorian era and then yeah. it got less and less as time went on. Yeah, it's interesting and I barely knew probably about some of it, which is even more shocking because I would have thought I would have heard some stuff about it. And it really does tie back to like the feminist movement in some aspects. Cool. Um, So that was quite interesting. But um, the first article I found that really made me dive deep into it um, had a picture. So let me just give that to you for a second. So that is police matron um, Edith Burgess-Dresser. And she then um, married to be a Bracken, um, B-R-A-C-K-E-N. So if you have, um, and her maiden name was Belle. So if you have a Belle, a Burgess Stresser, or a Bracken in your family tree, um, this could be some information for you. She did not have children, though. So if you have her in your tree, she would have been like an aunt or um, cousin or something like that. So what was interesting for her, for this woman here, Edith, she became the police matron in 1919 so she um applied for the position Mm -hmm. and they had a group of women that applied and they narrowed it down to two and it took the mayor a year to then decide on which of the two they were going to pick michelle's shaking her head (laughs) for those who can't see so yes and what's really powerful again about the feminist movement in this era and um it was that this was the first police mate women police matron of harrisburg pennsylvania so i should note my article um Yeah. yeah my article was from harrisburg pennsylvania the evening news um, it was published June 21st, 1920. So she applies and she gets this position. Mm-hmm. So for her, that's, I guess, pretty awesome that she yeah. gets to be part of this movement. Um, she ended up being this position until 1940. Wow. So she was in there for years. a long time. Yeah. Yep. Wow. She's, she got the position, though, when she was in her late 40s. So she was born 1869 and she passed in 1961. So she was 92. Wow. Yeah, so she lived a great life. Um, And so a little bit about her from different stories I was reading, um, they noted she kind of was dubbed a few titles. So she was quoted like a social worker with a police badge was one. Um, She was quoted as um, a woman detective. And and from what I read, she kind of was more with the detectives and the investigators department. Um, 
and she was first like there was an article about how the other police officers kind of took into her they would kind of tone down their conversation and you know they didn't know how to act around her I guess in the beginning Um, but towards the end she was dubbed mom and she would like bake them food and I don't know you know so that was interesting uh but some of the things she was responsible for I found quite interesting for the time so she was responsible for visiting the dance halls and making sure that their hand placements of one another were pop were in the right placement and she found she had, had Who's assigning these like tasks? I don't, yeah like, the police I don't know the police department the mayor was involved oh yeah um, there's like a civil Nothing better to do. Seriously? I know, I know. And this was the time, I guess she would she in a, was quoted in an article saying how astounding it was that there, this was the shimmy was coming out at this time, oh, no. and what else the the um the squirm, which I honestly haven't even heard of because this is like the flapper. Yeah, yeah. Know, right? So she would go to these dance halls and make sure everyone was being appropriate. And, and she did have the power, though, to make arrests and close the dance halls if she mm-hmm. saw too much going on. Um, it's frisky youth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then she had to um, patrol, like, the streets, and she would go into the movie theaters and make sure that all the youth um, were, um, I think it was, like, 15 and under, were home by 9 p.m. Okay. And there was an article once about, like, how many kids she would take home and how the percentage of parents that actually weren't home. It was quite interesting. Um, and then she also kind of was really hired for the juveniles, although it was, it was said that she would, like, have to pat down the women in the jails and do all of that, but she really was with the juveniles. And um, I think that she actually did a good job. And... It was something else that she did. I'm trying to remember. But she really did help the community. And she seemed like she really wanted to help the youth as well. Except in this article, it seemed a little contradicting because, you know, as a woman getting into your role kind of in the the feminist movement, she didn't seem to be speaking so kindly about the bathing suits and the women in the youth. Hmm. Um, But I think what she was kind of – getting at was that she would see less problems in the youth had these girls covered up their bathing like with their bathing suits it was the tone of the story <laughs> and so did you, um, did you see my eye roll yeah <laughs> you guys didn't hear yes. my eye roll there yes. was an eye roll there was an eye roll <laughs> and um she this edith was really against or for the rules mm-hmm. that were in place for the bathing suits yeah now let me just quickly show you a picture because i honestly had no clue about this had have you heard of beach sensors? Wow. No, they would literally measure. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's. I never heard of that. I mean, it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a picture of <laughs> an older gentleman with a ruler measuring between the knee and the skirt of a bathing suit at a beach. But this was quite popular. Like I found several stories about these beach sensors. So, are they paid or is this just like I'm, I think they I'm were paid patrolmen volunteer to be no I think they're yeah paid so position I can grab women's <laughs> legs and measure like do my yes do my community service you know no I, like, I know what is that? so just listen though because okay, here's sorry. an article sorry <laughs> I know because I was shocked that this was a thing 
1915, there was this article from Oklahoma, right? Mm -hmm. And it says, here are some of the rules of 1915. Beach censors are busy is the title. So, neither male or female bathers may lie on their backs on the sand. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No one-piece bathing suits for men or women. Female bathers must wear stockings. No male person shall lie with the head in the lap of a woman companion or vice versa. And skirts must fall to within at least three inches of the knee. Isn't All I that? I think it was Alf. Six inches. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and I was just like, okay. But then another one, really quick here. Where is the one from 1917? Let's see if I can find that one. So here are some of the rules. So girls may go without sleeves, but not without stockings. Knitted bathing suits will be permitted if there are skirts. All skirts must approach the knees. And just how near the knees depends on the architecture of the wearer. What? Lifeguards will not be required in 1917 to require a ruler to measure the skirts. That is left to the individual of the bather. And the girls will be allowed more liberty in the line than plump maids. The color of the bathing what? suit costumes. So we're like fat shaming people too? Is that what that is saying? <laughs> like just. <laughs> I know. I know. Color was also a thing. So now color was okay in 1917 in this particular state. I think this one came from um, Atlantic City. Okay. All white bathing suit robes, which were banned a few years ago because of their material clinging properties, may be worn next summer. Only they must be built of surge of some firm fabric guaranteeing not to cling. Any form of headgear to the, the feminine heart may be worn with the bathing costume provided the surf bonnet is not so ornate that it interferes with the the comfort of other bathers um the wearing of surf shoes is purely optional only girls don't forget your stockings <laughs> so um, i was gonna say i was like are they wearing shoes with these stockings because sand and stockings yes. are not not I'm gonna go together not thinking so great yeah so i'm reading these i'm just you know, having been in my 30s, thankful I never had to deal with this. And I find it funny, but then at the same time, it's like, can you imagine if that was, like, humiliating to people back then? Like, I don't know. But again, I'm I'm feeling the error where women are sticking up for themselves because I found a couple other articles where the girls gave it back to these, these patrolmen um, and kind of gave them their two cents about how they thought about it. Yeah. Um, so there was this one particular um, article where it was called Bear... Oh, no, not this one. It was called um, something about sunburns. So there was a beach censor. Um, this was New Jersey, 1920, called Edward Shaw. And he came across a woman who had sunburnt legs, which he said told a tale of continued infractions on the rule of bathing without stockings. Um, and she again stuck up for herself but followed the rule and put her stockings up but um, yeah it just was like continued I, there was another article like it did, was just did they get arrested though like so what happens if yeah they're, if they decide, some got arrested there was an article yeah where's so um, <sighs> what was her name so her name was Dr. Dr. Um, Rosalie Ladova and I did some more research on her, and I found an article where she did get arrested. Um, 
Let me see if I can find my notes of where this was. Doctors. Not yeah. 1913 in Chicago at Jackson Beach, which is Jackson Beach in Chicago is where um, there was an 1893 World Fair, which mm-hmm. I originally started looking at, which was also very interesting. But that's a side note. Um, so she did get arrested, and she had a crowd of people, said the article, following her to the police station. Um, she was given bail by one of her friends. So one of her friends who owned a local hotel paid her bail. And um, the chief police officer kind of was on her side and said, Chicagoans are getting too prudish was how it was quoted. Um, but the patrol man, his name was Pat. It's kind of, um, I saw Pat or Walter Strait was his name. But he actually, this went to court. He actually brought the items um, she went into the beach. She had her all her gear, whatever you want to call it, all her, her articles of clothing. And once she was in the water, she took off the skirt. And that's when he kind of wasn't happy with that. She's in the water. Like, I know. How closely are you watching this woman? Seriously. Like, creeper? <laughs> <laughs> I know. So he actually brought the article of clothing that she discarded to the court case. So the chief was more on the other on, on Rosalie's side. And also the judge, he um, he did agree with her. Her whole stance was, it's not safe to be in the water with all that clothing. It's hard to swim. She was an avid swimmer. Um, so, yeah, it was just, um, it was interesting. So she got bailed. The court dropped the case. But that kind of leads me to how the original article, it specifically talked about the um, Annette Kellerman Mm-hmm. one-piece suit so that was a very popular first bathing suit that was just one piece that came out yeah i did find like in the newspaper like advertisements oh, for this bathing suit so i'll have to post those pictures but yeah. um kind of showed how they were selling them but what's interesting about that one is um this annette came from australia she's actually oh. which is cool because i lived in australia for yeah. a few years so i was cool about that she lived in europe she came to the united states she was a diver so she was like doing competitions and things like that and she um made this she came in this one piece bathing suit it was said that she was arrested in boston for wearing this one piece bathing suit but i couldn't find any articles that collaborated that um but there was a couple articles about her and again pushing towards the movement that hey why do you have to guys have to be so rough on these bathing suits so um so that was cool to kind of just see her journey um with the bathing suits so so yeah it was quite interesting to, to see all these things that I hadn't known about in history for women and um even finding out a little bit more about Edith, kind of go on the on the darker side of Edith, Edith, and what she kind of would have been experienced as a police matron. You know, yeah. um, I guess Philadelphia had women police officers, so they even offered for her to go back and do some training for a week with them mm-hmm. to get you know some experience. But there was an article that she actually went undercover. That's cool. Yeah, for a case against a fortune teller, because I guess fortune telling was illegal, which is kind of another interesting part. <laughs> uh, so I was in 1922, and uh, I guess the fortune teller told her, told her she was going to lose her job, and and then hours she later, hated that. oh yeah, hours later they came and arrested the fortune teller. So um, 
there was that. There was also a case that I read that um, it was a little boy, actually quite sad about how the stepmother was abusing him. And to the point where she put his hand in scolding butter and it like really did a number on his hand. Um, and she went to court and got accused of, um, you know, the abuse, whatever. So, you know, in her line of work, she definitely did a lot of good, it seemed, even though she might have been against some of the laws and maybe she changed her tune when, you know, as time went on. But, um, you know, she also probably saw some crazy things. Kind of a male-dominated field. So she either had to probably go with some things. Maybe she agreed, maybe she didn't agree, but, like, she was kind of trailing yeah. her own way into police work. So how do you kind of yeah, and go I, against it? I, I get it, but I also like wish right. she would have stood up for exactly, cause you're, her fellow woman exactly. more. <laughs> I agree. And then I kind of looked into it a little bit. The next um, – so I guess they had hired – what was the date of that one? They had hired six mater um, – oh, gosh, what do you call them? Mater maids? Meter maids? Meter, meter maids, thank you. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. Um, so I had women in that case, but the next appointed female officer for Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, wasn't until 1970. And I guess two of those meter maids eventually made it to police officers as well. But mm-hmm. um, for so for the Harrisburg PA people, that's some interesting history. And looking into Edith Edith specifically in the 1920th century I saw she lived with her mother um, and her sister lived with her as well so she was the head of house her sister lived with her with her family and there was three lodgers and um, from what I could tell there's like a long line of people of like her mom and her mom's mom and her dad's dad all came from Pennsylvania so I couldn't quite get to where they kind of might have immigrated from yeah um, so, but yeah, so a piece of history that I did not definitely know about and interesting now that I was on bathing suits. Yeah. And how people would literally look at you as like, oh gosh, you're I not. I wonder if men ever got arrested for their. Well, a lot of these articles and I'm going to post them all cause they're, they're short and they are interesting, but a lot of these women specifically said, well, you'll see men on the beach doing da 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 da, yeah. you know, um, and from what I can tell, most of these beach sensors were males. Of course. And you know. Were they measuring the male suits or like right. commenting if they took off? Exactly. A I mean, none of the articles something? I found mentioned it was all. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, as you can tell, me and me and Michelle are for the women here. But, <laughs> you know, so. Anyways, that's me. Very good. Yeah. Okay, so my story takes place in Maryland, in Baltimore. I feel like I've talked oh, about yeah, Baltimore right. before. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's going to be my place for some reason. But um, I focused on cooping. Have you ever heard of cooping? Nope. Okay. Not at all. Forced voting in the 19th century. Oh. So. It's quite an interesting <laughs> word to align with that. <laughs> yeah. So it's in the. 1850s, 1865-ish. The generation, yeah, you love that area. I do, I do. That Civil War, like 1800s is like, you know, where I seem to, seem to stay. But, um, okay. so cooping involved politicians 
scandal. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Of course. There's always a political scandal. Yeah. Paying gangs to kidnap men because, of course, women couldn't vote at this point. So, um, and having them vote for a specific candidate or (gasps) party group. Oh, geez. So they would um, pretty much force them to drink, drug their drinks. What? Gather these. They're usually um, immigrants because they didn't want them voting for, like, a conservative party so oh my gosh they were the the groups were basically they're called the nativists so they wanted the americans to vote versus okay. the immigrant vote right so they would drug them force to drink and then disguise them so they would have them all change clothes wear different things and they'd have like their so there were judges when they would go to vote back then so the judges oh. would look at the the ballot or the ticket and would say, like, this person, like, voted for this, whatever. So that that judge was also in on it, usually. Oh, my gosh. So. That's a scandal, yep. Yep. There were so many victims. So they were there, homeless, immigrants, and sometimes they always had the voting places in areas where it was, like, the wealthier areas of town. So, like, the mm. immigrants would have to cross over so they would be walking alone so they were made easier victims and so they would force them into these places where sometimes there were 40 60 80 people all penned in a room that's what they called it yes so they'd kidnap them for a couple days and they'd make over days yeah they'd make them vote continuously sometimes like (gasps) eight or ten times they'd just say give a fake name here's your ticket and then they'd go and they'd make them vote at different polling places. That's crazy. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? So we found this. Actually, my husband Scott found it because it's kind of rumored that Edgar Allan Poe was a victim of oh. cooping because they he was found like kind of drunk, passed out in a street area in Baltimore where these gangs and this was happening. And his cousin actually wrote an article saying blaming a specific gang oh, for geez. his his demise. So, wow. Yeah. So it's it's a rumor. Like there's no like actual. Now do you think proof. this went on in other states as well? Or oh yeah, it... New York. It was really? in Massachusetts. There was like connections with Boston. Yeah. So there's that movie that Gangs of New York. Okay. So they yeah. kind of mention this specific gang called the Plug uglies that were based in baltimore yeah okay, okay. so plug ugly what do you think that is from it took me i was like that's such a weird name right so there's a band called the plug uglies really? based in baltimore but it's i wonder if they know of course they know this is this is part of um their history in baltimore it seems like a a well-known group um so i did some name searching so there was a a group they knew the names of the people in this group they were yeah. pretty well-known ruffians let's call them thugs the first firefighters to put out a fire were paid by the insurance companies so it kind of caused this clash of groups to be Mm. the first to like knock the plug out of they were like they weren't hydrants like we have now they were underground and in the cities in like baltimore and boston there was a cork basically underground where the the water would Mm be kind of closed off and if there was a fire they could break in kind of they could either use an axe or some kind of corkscrew to pull it out so basically 
the strongest, toughest guys would fight their way to get there first to put to out the, the fires. To get the insurance yeah, money. Yeah, to get the insurance money. So this, these, like, rival gangs kind of fought over who the would plugs. be. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, like, where these fire companies started was, like, kind of, sure, helping people. <laughs> Help for their money. Yeah. <laughs> right. So um, the... Engine crews um, controlled the water, would extinguish the fire. They would be the meanest, toughest goons and to be at the, the front of the, the yeah. pack there. So they also were hired by the politicians, though, to like take people and push them into voting. I'm shaking my head for those <laughs> who are listening. So there was so many articles based in the Baltimore Sun. There were... Around Sef- the word cooping. Yeah. Like, did you search cooping. the word cooping? Yeah. Okay. Cooping, um, and then specific names of people okay. as well. So there was a Paul Placidi who was in the paper a lot. So like He was a politician? No, oh, he was the in the Plug Uglies. Oh. So and then there's a name there's even a Wikipedia page for like people who are in it and what wow. they did and how they messed up elections and like mayors who were in office shouldn't have been in office but that's so because they what? took over the voting that's how it went out so yeah wow it's, it's so it sounds like i mean you think about what 1850 you said 1860 59 60 yeah i just it's just interesting how a lot of these um things haven't much change. I mean, maybe they shaped differently, but how yeah, they're still. Yeah. Yep, power and money corrupt, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> basically. And don't you learn history so you don't repeat itself? And it sounds like maybe yeah. that's uh, not true. So I saw this editorial, and it basically was explaining to the public, like, cooping. So it mm-hmm. had cooping. Are the families of poor, hardworking, industrious men to be terrified and distressed by having their protectors, their husbands, their fathers, caught and imprisoned to gratify the interests of political villains? No. No rich man will be thus outraged. Are the sons of toil thus be trampled on? Will mechanics and laboring men submit to these outrages upon their class? Will they vote for a party that thus distresses, crushes, and degrades them? Shame, shame, shame. (laughs) Are ye to be outraged because ye are poor? Wow. So it's calling kind of like a... Can you imagine, though, being the person that got kidnapped to do this? Like, going against your will for a change that you don't want to happen. That's going to be so, like, degrading and... Yeah. They came to, like, American yeah. dream, and then right. they can't even have the free will to right. do whatever. Yeah. So it's pretty, pretty bad. So Paul, let's go back to Paul Placidi here. Because, of course, he's got a record, so. Okay, yep. So he was charged with cooping and robbing Joseph Burns. So Joseph was a kind of older gentleman, and Paul and another kind of cornered him, robbed him, and then pushed him into one of those, like, cooping areas where he was kidnapped. And there was an article that even had poor Joseph Burns walking by a group of police officers (gasps) and saying, help me, help me. Oh, my gosh. And they just – he was pointing to his, like, gray hair and saying, like, he couldn't – 
protect himself. What? And they just laughed at him. Oh my. So the police weren't on it. What? Like they just was just like rampant in Baltimore. This is so bad. Right? Like they were That's just bad. like you're going to do what they're and Oh my gosh. Well, they probably felt powerless too. Right. Like <laughs> right, they don't want to get the gangs out. Like, yeah. They're probably in numbers yeah. stronger than they are. And so he was um, held in jail. So once they, they caught this Paul after he was charged. But then they had a trial for him. And they were like, oh, there's no proof of it. Oh, So please. he gets let go. Okay. So I do some more digging. And, you know, on Ancestry, you look at... So I looked at Paul Placidi. Yeah. And he only lived to be about 42. He died in 1875, and he got consumption, tuberculosis. Karma. They, <laughs> just kidding. Just he kidding. said he had it for about two years. And then I look, and I see, oh, he had a wife. Oh, that's fine, and he yeah. had a son. Okay, but you know how old his, his wife was? Okay, so he died at 42? Yeah. Uh, older or younger? Oh, younger? much younger. Oh, God, don't tell me, like, 18. So he was born in... 1833 okay and she was born in 1850 oh so yeah so wrong he probably so i'm thinking like so when this is going on he's getting like arrested she's only like eight or nine years old wow that's that's wrong yeah so he he kind of reminds me of someone else we're going to talk about in the future oh yes yeah something's (laughs) wrong with the child bride and the oh yeah something's wrong (laughs) he's he's not a good character Wow. So, Paul Placidi, and then I look back, and I see his father's name is Henry. Okay. Okay, yeah. And I check, find a grave. Yeah. And they have this vault. This wow. absolutely looks so expensive. Like, the Placidi vault in Baltimore. There's, okay. like, the whole family is in the vault. I'm like, wow, they must have had money. had money. So, I look, and Henry was also known to be a coopering <gasps> So he was also part of oh, the so gangster. So learn from your this is yeah. right. This is an example then. Have you just learned from that's not right. Generational yeah. issues. So dad was also Henry was also and then um Henry's father's name was Paul. Okay. And he came over from France. So they were French. And this nativist plug uglies gang was very non they didn't like the Irish Catholics. So oh. there were like conflicting like Irish Catholic gangs and the French so I'm like your grandfather was an immigrant but you don't like other immigrants right right so now you're (laughs) doing yeah that just just makes (laughs) it makes no sense no it doesn't but I guess corruption and the money and power of gosh others just took over take hold so I was looking at the locations so there's a like holiday street with double l so i looked that up and there's old buildings there's even an old hotel that says from like it's kept historical from the 1840s oh and i was looking at cool pictures so i love that i'm gonna send that to you too it was it was pretty pretty cool looking at it and thinking like this is where these people lived um and then there's a book that was written in like 2005 mm-hmm. about it was called the hanging of um henry gamble gambrel okay and he was also part of the plug uglies <laughs> i just can't laugh every I time know. you say that name it's, it's just... really hard to say too <laughs> i've had to practice <laughs> so the he was part of this gang and there were numerous accounts of him 
causing issues yeah. and like there was um a cop that ended up getting killed and then oh. he was there when it happened and no, there was no. articles saying that that police officer had seen him do other things to another police officer so there was like were they trying to hush this cop that ended oh, up di- so it was just and he ended up like hanging they oh. the judge finally like said this is a stop we need uh, yeah, to stop i this. think the police having been killed it caused kind of like we have to do something about it I mean, it, so took so, like, it took that yeah, long jeez yeah but oh like some of the articles were painting him as like poor henry like oh, he was this handsome young whatever and then they had stories of his dad coming and oh he was crying and distraught well, yeah, you gotta take, yeah, you do something, you have a consequence. <laughs> I'm like, so did he not do it? But then, the, no, there was like 20 eyewitnesses oh, saying geez. that this yep. happened, and just, yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. How many people were in the gang? A lot. There was only about, I don't know, 10 names in the the Wikipedia, but it seems it was a pretty, pretty well-known issue in, in Baltimore. Wow. And this, this yeah, I never heard of that. Release. Yeah, they were... My husband went to school for history, and he likes history. I'm going to ask him if he knows this, what this means. Cooping, <laughs> yeah. So he ended up, yep, Henry, his dad. And, and where, so I know you said they take him to these houses or these holding places. Like, yeah. were they in houses? Were they, like, did they describe, like, were they paying rent for these random buildings? That they just they called them, like, shacks, and they, like, oh. pen them in in, like, basements or somewhere mm-hmm. where, like, and they were drugged, too, so they wouldn't That's know terrifying. where Jeez. to go, like, where they were. Especially if they were an immigrant who maybe didn't know how to read and yeah. write and, or, or speak English well. Mm-hmm. They, they probably just were so confused about what was happening to them. And they'd have That's to so empty out their pockets, so they'd have to dump all their money out. So they got robbed, too. Oh. And they didn't That's have, terrifying. like, their, pap- like, they'd take yeah. their paperwork of, Oof. like, naturalization <gasps> or, you know, just totally ruin, That's... ruin it for them. That's bad. Yeah, <laughs> this is almost quite a scandal, I would say. I would say, yeah. So they, um, there was others. There was a Henry Funk who was robbed. Um, there was a Francis Arnold who was arrested for that. So there's there's numerous accounts. Like you could just search right. Cooping, and there's it wow. goes on and on and on. Specifically, Baltimore was like yeah. I'd be interested to know to find people who maybe had their ancestors be one of. A, the people who got robbed and or kidnapped, or B, part of the gang, and just it'd be interesting to see if they were told stories over time. Yeah. Of their side of it, you know. Yep. Because it seems like that Placidi family was pretty like that. Henry had mm-hmm. so like ten children. So wow. There's, there's lots of ancestors there's, floating around. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably still. <laughs> um, yeah. It ended. The gang stuff ended in like. 1865 there was a change of parties and they kind of cracked down on the corruption so that's good (laughs) that's good at least yeah i think a lot of them had to get drafted into the the civil war oh true right so that caused like a yeah a stop at the end yeah yeah wow good art good find yeah it was go scott (laughs) and michelle for doing all the research (laughs) i have some good pictures too they had you know, not like photographs, but they would have drawings, drawings in the newspaper of the rioting and the wow. the groups with the interesting hats. The pug uglies wore the the hats. 
Yeah. Ooh, I'll be I'll be curious to see that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's a great that's a great find for sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for for joining us this week. If you know any scandals in your own family, let us know. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thanks.